Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Doc Herber, and our game master is John Hook. This is episode 28. Our recap will be given by Holly Buto as her character, Edith Thomas. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Holly? Thanks, Tom. Our journey to the Plateau of Lang has been arduous. It's been close quarters every night as we shelter against the wind and cold. Every day is a struggle in these extreme conditions and I worry about Cornelius and his advanced age. I think I prefer the jungles of the Andaman Islands over this. Our guide, La Zhang, revealed himself to be a follower of Azathoth and attempted to thwart our mission with a group of Chinese soldiers. That Migo gun is horrifyingly powerful, and Cornelius' spell is equally disturbing. Zeno's quick thinking saved us in the end when he caused an avalanche. We nearly lost Arlo in the fight. Those appendages of his proved themselves useful. I believe they're the only reason he's still with us. I'm not sure how to feel about that. But he's shown no ill will toward me, and the loss of a companion would still be a loss. We were very fortunate that there was a Buddhist monastery not far, as we lost all our supplies in the fight. I don't think we would have made it through the night otherwise. The monks there showed us hospitality and kindness and didn't flinch at Arlo's condition. We were able to get some much-needed rest. They provided us with new supplies and directed us toward Lang. There is some creature out here with us. Something like the Sasquatch that Sylvia was caring for in Montana, but... They are very obviously carnivorous, so we gave them a wide berth. I'm glad that Dr. Baxter's scrying glass allowed us to learn of that before we went to investigate their den. For better or worse, I think our journey is nearing an end. There's a temple off in the distance. I hope we see this through and stop whatever Nemesis truly is. I had dreams of traveling the world, but now I think I've had my fill. If I make it back home in one piece, I don't think I'll be leaving again anytime soon. Thank you, Edith. All right. Uh, so as you guys have been traveling um, ahead of you, you see uh, a mountain range that looks, uh, the, the mountains look even more jagged and sharp than the uh previous uh version of the himalayas that you've come through and these uh gray and white snow-capped mountains you know with these jagged sharp peaks and they 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 seem to there's something odd about them because they don't seem to uh, geologically follow uh the norms of of what you would expect the the angles of the peaks are are coming at different angles and some are straight vertical it it and with the white and gray that covers them it really looks like um uh, a set of of razor sharp teeth in the background <clears throat> and right before at the foot of these mountains um, you can see something that you assume is uh, the temple that you've been seeking. Um, uh, as you're walking towards it, you see there is a, a set of, of 
columns, rough hewn, uh, roughly rectangular shaped uh, columns set in a certain formation and uh, kind of behind those, almost as if they are like the entryway, um, you see a set of stairs that are carved into the rock that just rise up into the mountains. I assume everyone is approaching. Unpleasantly reminds me of the dreamlands. Are, are you saying that the stairs go just up into the mountains or they go into a cave? You see them carved into the face of the mountain. And so it's, it's rising up uh, along the face of the mountain and it goes up and you can't see where it goes to. Okay. So what we thought was a temple are these big rocks. That you're talking it looks like it's some kind of maybe temple entrance, you know, but you don't see a building per se. I see. Like you, uh, uh, like the hospitality that you had a few days ago. And I'm guessing there's no other way to approach upwards, but via these stairs. The rest well, of the rock face looks uh, pretty treacherous if you wanted to free climb it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in no condition to do that. Uh, I will begrudgingly start up the stairs. To the, well, we to need the... to be very careful because isn't this was isn't there a cult involved here? Well, uh, there are, we expect somebody to be welcoming Nemesis. What which McCall it was already a, a bad guy. Um, yeah. Um, are the, is there uh, anything? Written on the um, columns? Are there sculptures? Very good. Yes, there is a relief uh, carved into the uh, sculptures, or the sculpture, into the columns. They are not sculptures. They are rough-hewn columns. Think uh, Stonehenge, but without the uh, plinths. Um, and and they're, they're basically set in a V formation uh -huh. and so as you kind of uh you know walking through and among them the stairwell is is uh behind because you you're approaching from the tip of the v you know and then going yeah. into it um and yeah there's some strange uh glyphs and and things like that carved into them uh, anybody who has uh cthulhu mythos may attempt to uh roll that and see if you recognize nice. any of these glyphs I have a little. I have quite a lot now. <gasps> if I, if I spend it. 59 points of luck. 11 out of 18. Bingo. I nice. got a, a 15 out of 43, so. 7 out of 43. <laughs> I've got a hard. Oh, wow, you've got a, a extreme. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, I, this, this nasty weather has clarified our minds of everything sane. It, Really, really has. So as you're walking among these uh, these columns and the glyphs that you see, uh, you those who were successful recognize the glyphs uh, as uh, belonging to or characters that belong to uh, he who must not be named, and that this could be um, that this is it's declaring that this is a, a place of worship for he who must not be named. I'm not surprised those monks didn't have any dynamite on them, but it's kind of a pity. I mean, 
on her way out. Um, related yes. to those of you who actually recognize these uh, sculptures, is it rec- is it uh, associated with Azathoth or no another Nemesis? Is it deity? Else? It's uh, very dark. Very uh, referred to as he who must not be named because you oh. don't want to even think the name. Uh, how many of these uh, entities are there? I Do I even want to know? You know what pantheons are like. Uh, they sprawl sometimes. I wonder then if, since Lazeng follows Azathoth, that he's that the nemesis isn't here to destroy this temple in some cosmic battle in which we play the tiniest part. Hmm. What if we're in the wrong place? If there's more than one temple of this kind on the plateau of Lang. Say we traveled 300 miles, we could have gotten off. But uh, it looks like the only place to go is up. Yeah, we're here. We here the bar reliefs are mostly just writing about you must not be named and maybe words of praise. There aren't, there's no asteroid sigil or tentacle fellow or anything like that. It's, it's sort of a the name of the temple in a sense. Correct. Um, as, we, as we're approaching and entering this V formation, um, how do the yaks behave? Uh, excellent question. Uh, yeah, the yaks are um, uncomfortable. Um, they're making uh, more noise and uh, kind of resisting uh, guidance more so than you've encountered even in the, uh, in the blizzard. Should, so, should we tie them up? We should stake them out here, yes, and give them, you know, give them some fresh fodder. Maybe we should stake them lightly, too. If we don't come back, they could wander off and find their way home. I wouldn't want to trap them here to starve. Monks like you eat by whatever was following us. I'm sorry. whatever was following us or whatever we encountered back there might try to eat them. Oh, yeah. We don't want the uh, the local giant folk to find them and eat them. Whether or not we come back, that would be disastrous for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's find a, a, a helic or something where we can stake them to light tethers out of the way. Are the, mean, the steps gentle or, or steep? They are quite steep. Yeah. I think the animals are intelligent and we don't want to drive them mad taking them into this place. Agreed. Um, the snow, uh, what's, how bad is the weather today? Um, it's very cold, but there's no fresh snow falling. Uh, so it's just icy. And uh, those uh, stone steps look to be treacherous. Um, are there any marks in the snow that precede us? Give me a uh, uh, spot hidden. I'll spend three points to make that. Okay. Um, you check very carefully and you feel confident that there's been no... Uh, activity recently 
in this area. Are there is there any kind of uh, tree growing around, or, or anywhere where you might find a stick or something to help us, you know, so that we can snowy steps going up, we can at least keep from falling over. Yeah, there's a few uh, uh, trees that are uh, in a dormant state right now that you can, you know, hack at and, and make some walking sticks if you'd like. I would be surprised, actually, if we didn't already have some of that done and the travel here, because we know they were they were dead or dormant trees that we passed. Well, and the snow walk, was steep. Walking in the snow, we might have had can had. Yeah, sure. Uh, I could I could see that. I could buy that. Okay. So sure. Well, shall we? Uh, yes, um, I'm still recovering, um, but I uh, have one of the uh, alien weapons as well as the rifle. Um, but perhaps Cuthbert and I should be in the center of the lineup in case we have difficulty. Uh, Arlo, you're mostly better, yes? Yes, I'm mostly better. Um, best health. Arlo, actually, once you've gotten within within the the interior of the V formation of those stones that are here, uh, once you actually kind of cross that invisible threshold and get within this V formation, um, go ahead and gain one more hit point. Okay. Yeah, I feel a little bit better now. I, I more so now. More, more so now. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I felt like I, I just felt something crossing into this. I can't describe it. Um, oh, Saladin, Saladin's muttering again. Uh, Keeper, um, I know we've been hiking and sleeping pretty rough, so I, I guess I haven't. My arm injury hasn't improved in our travels. No, it has not. Yeah, I can't even get hit by a softball at this point. Just so if you all know. Yeah, I am. I am at full health out of game so dr long's feeling pretty pretty well despite all the travels so uh i will i'll i'll go up first i'll lead the way i'll, up the I'll go with you i'm in fairly good health i'm i'm okay but i can't be doing any any marathon sprinting up these here as long as we keep a nice steady pace i can keep up we'll go ahead. Ahead. Uh, yes i'll go i'm uh, fine and this and and while we've while we've kind of really you know shorthanded some of the travel, this has been days and days and days of travel. I, I actually do want to amend uh, uh, something for you, Doctor Baxter. Um, you can have two hit points. Thanks. If the three of us go up ahead a little bit, then if there's an ambush or a trap or something, we'll get there first. They can follow behind right in addition to these steps being rather steep they're also pretty wide aren't they 
as if for made for a different stride. Right there. Yes. There, the, the steps are wide, but also the, each step is, has got a shallow step to it. It's so it's very, it's almost like you're, you're just going to be walking on your toes, the balls of your feet as you're heading up these. uh, Yeah. Very almost ladder rungish, but you know, at a, uh, at a bit of a pitch. I think the, uh, the early uh, Mexicans on their pyramids were rather steep and you walk sideways with your feet. So your foot's completely on the, on it's better than doing that thing. Like you just said on your tiptoes. Sure. You're going to get really tired really fast. I'm just tired looking at it. Yep. <laughs> we don't even know what's at the top. Probably more stairs. <laughs> uh, Long, it's it's not snowing today. Can you see anything in the sky? Or is there any indication? I mean, the time must be close. Yeah. The uh, when you, yeah. In fact, Doctor Long, give me an astronomy roll, please. 58 is a regular success uh so dr long as you look up into the sky of course there's a a deep gray overcast um but you can see there's an area that looks more illuminated um and it's not from the position of the sun and the coloring is off It, it seems to have uh a red, but also like a green kind of uh, halo, and uh, and it it's getting larger. It seems to be bigger. Yeah, it, it's it's certainly coming. You you can see it. Um, I mean, blue blue light scatters more in the atmosphere, so it's not surprising that the whole sky hasn't gone red. But uh, it's it's close. It's dreadfully dreadfully close, astronomically speaking. Well, that suggests that at least um, if we fail, we'll suffer less than most. Sooner than most. Most definitely. <laughs> All right. So let's go. Okay. Um, as you ascend, uh, who ha- or what? Who has the lowest luck in the entire group? That will that will determine your party luck. I have forty three. 39. 57. Oh, I have 43. Uh, I have 38 because I obviously spent all that luck last session. I think we have a winner. Anybody else? That's, that's, yeah, he's got, he's got me by early. Arlo, if you would please do the honors and give us a party luck roll. 24. You are lucky. Okay, good. Uh, so as you guys ascend, um, you can see some of the steps are, are kind of crumbled at the edges. You can see that uh, uh, rocks have fallen in, in you know, days gone by in, in the far past, but rocks have fallen and, and have, you know, come to perch in different areas of the steps as you're, as you're going up. And, uh, and so it, 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 as it keeps going up, uh, once you get above a certain altitude, it, the pitch changes and it becomes easier to walk because it's almost like it's leveling out more. And, uh, and a few uh, rocks do fall 
while you are walking on the steps, but they fall and they fall after you've passed by certain areas. So they're, they're like tumbling onto the steps behind you. Eventually you get to a point where the steps, uh, level out to such a degree that it, it, it naturally transitions into a path into a cobblestone path. And, uh, and you're just seeing the, these, you know, you're walking amongst the giants of these mountains that are just, you know, jagged up on either side of you. And, and even at your level where you do see juts of granite, it's, it's just these sharp spikes of, of stone. You follow the path and eventually it opens up and, and, and you see um, a small box, a small box of a building. Uh, but this building has, you know, it has a flat roof, rectangular sides, and it has clearly seen better days in the past as boulders have fallen from above and have, you know, smashed on. And so the corners of this boxy building um, are, are softened and, and crumbled away. And some of the edges of the building are, are uh, scratched, vertically scratched from boulders that have fallen on it. And you can see a couple of uh, boulders, you know, that have piled up on top of the flat roof. And facing you is uh, an arched doorway. And you can see now inside that that box of a building it looks like a concrete square box ish um you can see there's light inside there flickering yellow light sorry building. uh the building uh you're just kind of guesstimating but it's probably about you know maybe 40 feet wide um uh, and you're and the sides are so close to the edges of the of the of the mountains in here you couldn't really skinny in between i mean it, it would take a climb roll to get in there so you're not sure how deep of the building is but it's it's 40 feet wide and it's about you know 25 feet tall and the the pathway's been cobblestoned which is already yes. archaeologically absurd cobblestone it's it's chunks of of the natural rock that have been cut and hewn and, and made into a pathway okay uh, and but this thing looks somehow like concrete, not like stone or brick. It it, it is it is stone. I, I just said right. concrete because it has a, a a real stony but flat, you know, worked, you know, tooled surfacing okay. to it. Maybe a little bit like a less ornate version of um, it's the carved uh, palace and except being instead of it being a part of. The mountainside it is a standalone building almost as if there was a hole amongst these uh jagged peaks with a flat ground and someone built a square box building perfectly in this hole and not um, very I, ornate simple you know no ornate or no ornamentation so it's it's like an entrance shelter basically yeah and, and the arch is like a keystone arch uh, there's no keystones. It's just almost as if someone went in there with a hacksaw and just got like a cart, cartoon hacksaw, you know, and kind of cut out an arch. So this does not look architecturally normal. Not at it, all. But it does look old. 
It does look old. Yeah, looks pretty ancient. Uh, And the light source, does it look like a tungsten bulb or torches or a glowing? It looks like an open flame. You can actually see the open flame inside. It's on the floor. There's some sort of small, you know, campfire or something inside there. No motion otherwise? None that you can see. And And we can't see the smoke escaping? There were two people talking, so I, I didn't, I missed that. Tom, I just said uh, somebody lit the fire. Somebody lit a fire. Yeah. Or it's, or it's an eternal flame. Is there smoke coming out of the top or the archway? No smoke. No. Maybe it's bigger on the inside than it is out here. Maybe. If we scan the cliff face, is there smoke? No. No smoke. Yeah. Maybe it isn't a natural flame. We saw those in, the, well, the dreamlands are different. Um, or our uh, old pale foe with the bone knife is in there. Well, let's find out. Waiting. Oh, uh, right. Anything that moves. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got my my uh, nineteen eleven out here. Migo gun is ready to go. <laughs> yeah. I, Ditto. I, I've been thinking a lot about this albino and other than I'm trying to recall what he said to Zeb all that time ago in the dreamlands didn't he tell Zeno didn't, didn't he tell Zeb to, that we had to stop Nemesis uh, that he that you couldn't stop it oh, that we couldn't okay so never mind he is a foe yes I think you threatened him with a bone handled knife from what I recall that detail right. I do vividly remember. Aren't we looking for the ghost of Ebon? Ibon? Wasn't that part of the whole thing? Isn't it Ibon that was trying to destroy the world? Well, it is. This is foretold in his text. Uh, and he is. Is he the uh, albino? I don't know. I hadn't considered it. The text is. Uh, considered ancient and I guess presumed European, but that fellow could travel anywhere. He's got path keys to the library in the dream world, for one thing. And the, the uh, and actually the, the, the albino was a, a, like an American Indian, wasn't he? Yeah. He has that appearance, but that may be, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. Phenotype varies. All right. So there's a couple of things there that have to come together. Let's, uh, I've got my Lee Enfield up there. How wide is the archway? Enough for one person to pass through at a time. Perfect. Well, I will, I will go first. Let's, let's go on the sides of it. Not, you know, so that there's somebody inside. They can't see us coming. Should we toss a snowball in? Good idea. Just to no, see. That's just going to let anybody in there know that we're here. Do you think we're surprising anybody? I don't know. I don't know. This this, this is a very strange place. Uh, yeah. Despite, I mean, I thought it was I'm, worth anything. I could try to move ahead, you know, quietly, see if there was anything to see. But if we feel like that's too dangerous, then maybe we just go all in. Yeah. I just hate to send the first person into that. Somebody's got to be the first well, let's, person. Let's go up to the door on the sides of it and then peek inside. 
Excellent. I'll go to the right of the door. I'll go to the left. And you two, since you're closest to the door, peek in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as the two of you peek around the, the archway wall and look inside this, this boxed building, um, you see probably, you know, 20 feet away from you, 20 feet away from the door in what you're assuming is the center of this box. room, this box in the center, you see a small campfire, very small, and you can make out there's someone sitting on the floor beyond the fire. So, you know, so you're having a hard time saying you can tell somebody um, in robes and they're seated with their back towards you. So they're their back, back to the fire. Their back is to the fire. Um, so we can't see if they're a albino. You can't see anything about it because the robe, the hooded robe is up over the head. And so there's there's somebody in there, an adult. Um, Somebody's in there sitting, you know, cross-legged on the floor. All right, let's go in quietly. All right, everyone enters or just the yeah. two of you? What, yeah, everyone? Where does he want in? I will enter. Okay. So as you're kind of filing in, um, this, this campfire... Uh, is really only illuminating just the center portion of this room. And you can see the, the campfire. It's set in a very small, probably, you know, maybe 10 inch diameter circle, you know, carved into the floor. And so there's, you know, the fire kind of coming out of that. And you can see there's, you know, kindling of wood or charcoal or something. And it's just a very small yellow fire. The figure who's sitting on the floor, the robes are a very pale yellow. Um, and as you guys are, are starting to come in, oh, it, oh, sorry. I also meant to describe um, on the floor itself, because the floor itself is a slab, a flat slab. Um, and on the floor itself, um, around the fire is, you know, etched onto the, uh, into the, into the slab is a hexagon it's the shape of a hexagon and each uh right at the each face of the hexagon is a glyph that's uh carved into it and uh, and so this person was sitting outside of the hexagon you know furthest away from you guys furthest away from the door back to the fire but as you guys start to come in and the corners of the room are just complete inky darkness i mean there's there's nothing that can be seen at all it's just you know deep black shade of night um as you guys are starting to file into the room the figure stands up and and turns around slowly and so you can see the the large hood is is draping down shading the face i mean you can only just barely see the chin and in the hands uh, and the long sleeves are covering up 
most of the hands. You could just barely see the fingertips, but the hands are holding a bowl. And in that bowl, you see uh, a very simple knife is resting in the bowl. And so he stands and he, he turns around, he makes an about face and he's just standing there holding this bowl. Who are you? He, he begins to step forward and he gets closer to the fire. What do the fingers look like? What you can see, his flesh of his fingers and of his lower portion of his mouth, um, his flesh is, is uh, a, almost like a, rud, a, a reddish brown, and it looks very, uh, very chiseled. It, it, it doesn't look like there's a lot of, of cushion and fat on these fingers, and, and the chin looks very thin uh, gaunt and goatish and there's and you can see rough uh black and gray uh, uh uh whiskers you know but it's not a full beard it's just it looks very whiskered um on the chin so he 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 slowly approaches the fire with both hands on the bowl and then dr saladin says who are you and then he kind of transfers the bowl so that it's being cradled only in his left hand, in his left arm. And then his right hand extends and he, you know, with a full hand, you know, not a finger, but with a full hand, he kind of gestures towards Saladin. And then he, he moves his hand and points at one of the six faces of the hexagon. Uh, what did the sigils look like on this hexagon? Uh, you can give me, well, actually you don't need to anybody who was successful outside looking at those columns, you see similar, uh, icons in here as well. So this is some kind of, of a temple that is uh, dedicated for Haster. Um, you said it. Oh, damn it. We win. <laughs> uh, and, and, and the knife, is it, um, is it also marked with sigils and glyphs? Or is it, it, is, a- it is not ornate, but it, it is a knife, but it's not ornate. What is its handle made out of? Um, it is not a bone handled knife. It is a, uh, it just looks like it's, uh, you know, petrified wood. I mean, it, it looks just like an old knife. Um, I'm going to look what he's pointing at. So I I think he wants us to stand. He gestured to Saladin and then gestured to one of the faces of the hexagon. Uh, Yes, Long, I think you're right. I'll go walk up and take a spot. Not the one that he gestured for Zeno, but a different spot. I'll I'll walk to the place where he indicates he gestures to Edith and moves and gestures to a spot next to Saladin. And Edith is muted, by the way. She's not. I am. There we go. There, there we go. Oh, um, yeah, I'll stand. I'm sorry. I'll stand where he is gesturing. Okay. He gestures to Augustine and gestures to a spot next to, uh, to Edith. 
Yes, I walk over. He gestures to Long to move and go to stand next to Augustine. All right. He gestures to Baxter to take a position. I accept. And then he gestures to Cornelius to take the final position. Hmm. Do, do we have, is there any power left in our uh, torches or in our flashlight or are they drained? Uh, what do you want to do? I want to just, before I step in here and trigger whatever this is going to trigger, I want to flash the light into the extreme darkness that's surrounding us. Okay. Um, you click your flashlight and you can see that the, the bulb the head of your flashlight, it, it begins to illuminate. And then it almost as if it's something is resisting it. It, it kind of flickers, flickers, and then it, it dies down. And as you look at your flashlight, you can see the bulb has just the barest, dullest yellow glow, but it's just being held back. There's something not allowing it to illuminate. I will just turn it off, pocket it, and reluctantly step on that last sigil. Okay. Once everyone is in place, uh, the hooded figure uh, walks to Dr. Saladin, standing before you, and he holds the bowl out for you to take. You take the bowl. With his hands free now, he reaches up and grabs the edges of his cowl and he, he folds the hood back and you can see uh, again, that, that ready Brown face and it's very gaunt, very chiseled, almost like stone. It has a very goatish look to it. Um, uh, you know, a wide nose and, and you, and he has, you know, uh, a stubble of a beard and mustache and you can almost see the 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 presence of like a cleft palate, almost like an animal's you know muzzle, right? Um, he's got very short dark hair, but it's it's uh, receding in a in a widow's peak, and um, and as he looks at you, you just see white orbs. All right, he's he's completely blind. Oh, all right. So then he, 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 he takes the bowl after he's removed his hood, he takes the bowl and then uh, he's holding it in his right hand. And with his left hand, he grabs your right hand by the wrist, by the wrist. And he pulls your right hand down and he places the bowl into that right hand only. Okay. He then reaches in and takes the knife and he holds your other hand palm up and he brings the knife to your palm. Ah, no. What are you going to do? Going to cut me? He reaches for your open hand and brings your open hand up, palm up, and brings the knife to the palm. Better palm than wrist. Yeah, well, how deep is he going to cut? And he cuts your hand. Lose one hit point. And tell me, Dr. Saladin, 
how many magic points do you give me? Hmm. Well, I've got 14. I'll give you seven. Seven. Okay. Um, when he's cut your hand, uh, he holds your hand while you're still holding the bowl. He, he pulls the knife off to the side and he holds your hand and he's, he's kind of like squeezing your palm and he's got like an iron grip and, and blood is flowing out of your palm into the bowl. And then he forces your fingers closed so that you make a fist and hold that, that wound closed. And then with that done, he takes the bowl from you and he gestures for you to sit. right i'll sit my friends we have entered the ceremony he moves to miss thomas and we know that these this god is opposed to the god that is sending the nemesis here and so and we have not been attacked directly so just wish we knew what we were agreeing to miss thomas he gestures for your right hand. He places the bowl in your right hand. He takes your left hand and brings the tip of the knife to it. And he cuts your right, your left hand. Um, lose one hit point. How many magic points do you give me? I'll also give uh, seven, as Zeno did. Okay. He squeezes the blood from your hand and it crimps your fit your hand into a fist to hold the wound closed as he moves down and continues around to Augustine. Augustine, do you resist or do you perform the ritual? All right. Perform the ritual. Lose one hit point. How many magic points do you give me? I will give seven. Seven. Give 85. <laughs> He moves around to Dr. Long. All right. Lose one hit point. How many magic points do you give me? Fourteen. Fourteen. I lose hit points to do it, too. All right. Show off. (laughs) But the last... Last time I was involved with the weird magical ritual, uh, somebody I knew perished in the incident. So uh, I'm going to take on as much burden as this of this time as I can manage. All right, uh, Doctor Baxter. Assuming you participate in the ritual, lose one hit point, and how many magic points do you give me? Um. I was just looking and thinking whether I could gain any wisdom by looking at dream lore while this was happening to see if from another angle, this creature has another aspect or something. Is that worth an endeavor or should I just? It is worth an endeavor. Go ahead. Uh, 38. Oh, that's, oh yeah, that's good. That's just barely good for 40. Um, to look at this individual, 
for as little of him as you can see, you it it, it kind of reminds you, but maybe not a hundred percent, but kind of reminds you of legends that you've heard about of the men of Lang. Hmm. Right. He belongs here, and this is what they're trying to destroy. I, I have relative faith. So um, I, right. uh, I will, I will uh, contribute 14 magic points, which is what I currently have. 14 magic points. Wow. Excellent. And then finally to Cornelius, if you participate in this ritual, lose one hit point and tell me, how many magic points do you give me? Okay. Well, I also reluctantly participate the wither limb takes eight is it magic points i believe i don't recall off the top of my head believing whatever it is to do the bare minimum for wither i will give the remainder which is six magic points Okay. All right. Once, and, and of course, with each person, he's gestured for you to sit. Um, once everyone has, has participated, um, the monk takes the bowl that's been filled with your blood, and he, withholding the bowl with one hand, he reaches down and, and undoes his robe and you can see that he he discards his robe and you can see a person that you can only describe as a satyr uh, as he has the 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 waist and legs of a goat and a small tail of a goat but then from the waist up uh he's a bare-chested hairy uh imitation of a man he stands near the fire and takes the uh, and, and he takes the knife and 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 tosses it into the darkness. Whoosh, it's gone. And he takes the bowl and he begins to to lift it up and begins to drink. And his mouth looks unusually wide, much wider than it, it should be, uh, as this large gaping mouth uh, is kind of encompassing the edge of the bowl as he's drinking in the, uh, the blood. And as he's drinking this in, you guys see a pair of horns beginning to sprout and just push out of his, out of his uh, forehead and begin to grow and curl into horns uh, around his ears. And, uh, and then once he's gotten most of the blood uh, drunk down, he, he reaches in and skims his hand into the bowl and begins drawing glyphs onto his chest. Once he's completed drawing those glyphs, he then tosses the bowl into the darkness and it, you can hear it clatter and skitter away. And then now he stands before you. The six of you are seated on the floor around the edges of this hexagon. And so now this, this goat man standing before you by the way, everyone make a sand roll for this, please. <laughs> is, that, is it my father? I'm also cool. 
Wow, 22. I made it. Ooh, ooh, that's a 99. If you are successful, lose one. If you fail, lose a D4. If you fumble, lose all four. Okay. Is a 90 a fumble? No. All right. We are similar. I have the same legs. All right. Once everyone is done with the uh, sanity loss, um, the monk is standing and, and starts kind of walking around the fire, his hooved feet clip-clopping on the, the, the slab of the floor. And, you know, he still has these blind eyes uh, and this super wide mouth, much wider than it than it should be on a on a on a person. And this deep throaty voice as as he kind of he even talks where he has to like lift his chin and he kind of he kind of talks up into the air uh, above. And this, you know, uh, baritone voice that seems to be coming from a, a, a body much larger than his own. But uh he kind of barks out and he says, um, ask your questions. Oh, English. I think he's speaking the tongue of our blood. Uh, yes. We talked about this in the trail. Long, do you think you have the best formulation? I believe I do. Where do we need to go to stop Nemesis and what do we need to do once we're there to stop Nemesis? The star falls in the maw of Lang. What was your second question? My second question is, what do we need to do when we're there to stop it from falling? Um, use the stone to kill the emissary. Saladin, give me an idea roll, please. 27 is a pass. It's a it, uh, regular, I mean, a hard pass. It occurs to you that that crucifix that you felt compelled to go and retrieve when you were leaving Garrison, Montana, that that crucifix uh, is uh, embedded with a strange stone. Oh, okay. The monk continues to stalk around the fire. Where is the maw of Lang? The monk stops his pacing. 
And you entered into this box from that open doorway there and directly opposite the monk gestures with his hand. And you can see almost as if a curtain is being lifted, a, a new archway just kind of, and you could hear stone grinding as a new archway forms. And now there's an exit on the other side of this uh, room. God. When will Nemesis appear? The, the monk stops pacing and he, he looks and he's just kind of looking into the air and, and mumbling in some other language that you don't recognize. And then when he's done kind of mumbling, he kind of leans down a little bit, tips his head and he says, in one solar rotation. Not one solar. Day. One, one day. One year. No, one day. Okay, one day. <laughs> one rotation. Planetary. One rotation, not a solar rotation. One rotation. So wait, so is he telling, he's, you're telling me that I've got to use the stone on the, the albino? Emissary, but we don't. Who is the emissary? The emissary. The emissary is the father ghost. With that, you have asked five questions. And at that point, uh, the monk, uh, you can see he, he begins to, his head begins to, to kind of go into a, a little bit of a convulsion. And, and a twist and you can see the the horns are beginning to recede back into his skull as he 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 reaches down and gathers his robe and kind of bundles it about his shoulders and he begins to move away into the darkness of the room so he's not going for either of the doors he's going into a darkened shadow i think that's it we better go Yes, we don't know how long that door will last. Exactly, yes. I hope it's warmer in the maw of Lang. Two. Only one way to find out. Yes. Into the maw of Lang we go. I'll take a handkerchief and bind my hand. Yeah. That's a good idea. All right. You guys begin to go out that rear exit and you can see it, it leads into a, another pathway that's like threading its way through these jagged uh, spires of, of, of rock. Um, and, and you can see, you know, these, these enormous, uh, you know, toothy peaks above you kind of towering above you as you begin to, you know, thread this little pathway that that really has only one direction you know as it's twisting back and forth going through uh this maze of 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 uh of mountains we we thanked him when we left you know because that's people like <laughs> <laughs> give, give him a, 
<laughs> he drank your blood, so you know. Uh, are we fully outside, or are we in a, in a in a tunnel of sorts? You are fully outside. All right, so we're wending our way along a path, looking for what must be a maw. Yeah. I hope it isn't far. I hope it's not three hundred miles. Shush. Barely keep going. Yeah, with the with the jagged. Uh, uh, toothy uh, peaks all around you. It almost feels like you are walking through a maw. You know, there's just you know these giant teeth all around you. So I have to touch the cross to the guy, the father ghost. You have to use the stone to kill the father ghost in the maw of Lang, which is where the star is going to fall. Which will stop whatever it is from happening. Maybe he's calling it, so we have to stop. We have to get there and stop him. We've got one day. All right. All right. Yeah, onward. I I suppose we want to press on and find out how far we're going, and then if we realize that we if it gets too dark, do we make camp? And if we find something that could be the maw, then we see if we can find the emissary. Right. All right. You push on until night comes over you. Uh, the winds are picking up. The temperatures are dropping. And, uh, and you definitely need to, to make camp. Um, most of your gear, you wouldn't be able to carry with you, you know, especially all that camping gear. Um, does anyone have any kind of survival <laughs> skill? I have a base of 10%. Base. <laughs> a 66. I'll let anyone and everyone can try survival. See if you can help your friends. <gasps> so in 98. Hmm. You think it's best to get undressed. And, right. and, 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 water and soak on all your clothing in water. I've, I've uh, rolled a 12 out of 10, so I'm spending two luck so I can be helpful here. You Excellent. could spend that to an extreme and still not spend very much luck. Mm, if, you spend, if you spend down to a hard, you can use that information to keep everyone safe. Oh, from, yeah. Uh, Boom. Bingo. Doing that. All right. Holy Thank you. Oh, no, that's my sanity. Oops, sorry. I'm moving the wrong bar. Gained, gained some survival wisdom in its old age. Yeah, there we go. All right. Okay. With now Cornelius's to... guidance, uh, you guys are able to find a, a low uh, rock shelf that you're able to kind of all kind of tuck in there and, uh, and stay, stay relatively safe. And, and through shared bodily heat, uh, stay warm through the night. Wonderful. All right. Uh, Dr. Augustine, why don't you give me a sand roll, please? Oh, no. <laughs> so, 79 out of 26. Um, 
So that's a failed sand roll. So with a, with a failed sand roll during the night, as you guys are by sheer survival and necessity, having to stay packed in and packed together, um, the, the need to feed is kind of overwhelming you. Um, Pick a victim. Oh shit! Oh fuck! Right. Okay. Okay. I would probably resist the least. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna leave us to the dice. I'm gonna. It's gonna roll a d6, and if it lands, I'm gonna give Cuthbert as he's the oldest. You're gonna get one and six. Uh. And then Zeno will be two, Edith will be three, Frederick will be four, and Philip will be five. So let's see. Oh, it would help if it didn't fall on the ground. Number three. That's Philip? Edith. Edith. Oh. Uh, okay, so... Sorry, whether it was Edith. whether it was consciously or unconsciously, um, uh, as Edith is awakening in the morning after after just kind of shivering through the night, but but trying to stay relatively warm with everyone, you know, uh, close in and 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 tucked around. Um, Edith, when you wake up in the morning and you're starting to like, you know stretch your limbs and, and trying to get some blood flow to, to all your extremities, you, you stretch your limbs. And as your arm stretches out, there's something almost like a lamprey of some kind stuck to your arm. And with horror, you realize it is one of Augustine's tentacles. That's just kind of sucking on you. Lose a hit point and give me a sand roll, please. Ah! Uh, Augustine gain a hit point. <laughs> Yay. Oh no, that's a failed. That's a failed sanity roll. A failed sanity roll. Uh, roll a uh, roll a d three. Uh, is a ninety seven a fumble? That's a that's a fumble. So lose all okay, three. So three. Yeah. Yeah. So who is right next to Edith when she screams in their ear? Everybody. <laughs> and and ah! will, will Augustine survive the Mego lightning gun? Yeah, I'm probably not even aware it's doing. <laughs> no, but you had great sleep and you felt great. It was very refreshing. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably so asleep when she's dreaming. <laughs> I jump up and point my gun at, at Arlo. Yeah, same as As he's snoring. Wake up. Yes. Have a Does little have snack. A what? You were violating Edith's uh, circulatory system. You told us you could keep them in check, Augustine. Uh, I. What are you? I can keep them in check. Well, I thought I could. Uh, Edith, how are you feeling? Okay, it doesn't feel great. I, I am sorry if I did not realize they could uh, take control when I'm asleep. Maybe I should uh, not sleep anymore. 
<laughs> we have well, to sleep. Maybe maybe you sleep just a little bit farther away from us. What? Yeah. Well, Nemesis is going to be here in a yeah. matter of hours, right? We deal with this later. This yeah, this if, comes first. Yeah. If 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 the world wasn't going to end today, uh, I think this encounter would be ending very differently. True. <sighs> I will probably I'll probably be dead by this by the end of this, my dear friends. So. Maybe you're here to replace the guy in the temple. <laughs> yeah, Possibly. you're halfway there. I am very close. I I would be um I would like to know what's going to happen under my arms here with all this skin shedding. Well, well no sense burning day, daylight. We gotta find this yeah, we gotta go. ghost. Yes. Yeah. I think Arlo goes first today. That's fine. I've got my gun. I'm feeling refreshed. Uh, don't we want his tentacles at the rear instead of right in front of our faces? I no, I want to see him coming. He's following us. I mean, I don't want to look at his back. Oh, well, I don't want Better to, be to know it's coming. Him. Better to know it's coming. Well, I'm don't awake. For you. They want. I'm awake. I think. Mm, yeah, I think we're awake. I haven't been able to dream anything good. Mm. Baxter, could you perhaps use your scrying glass to locate where exactly in this mod the father ghost is waiting for us since we know more about him? Will it be easier to use the... Uh, Magic points are recovered while sleeping, are they not? Yes. One per hour? Yes. Um, How many hours did we sleep? Because otherwise I can scry not. um, I would say that uh, because it was not restful sleep, everyone can recover five magic points. Before you waste those points, uh, GM, when we're standing here on this path, is there any other way to go? The way it sounded, it was like the, the mountains are coming like this and yes. we're walking along. So we really can't get off. There's no way to accidentally be going the wrong way. So far, you have not seen an alternate path. No choice. So, uh, no longest question, Saladin, was what was if there, the pale ghost had a hiding place? Hmm. Um, it might be worth foreknowledge. And Given the time we have in the distance, as we if we understand the servitor of he who must not be named, it should be very inexpensive to cast my gaze a little bit that way. All right. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm looking for specifically the emissary, as I'm going to think about it. Okay. Try to translate that word specifically in case we have a a misunderstanding. Okay. Chewing on some dried yak. My favorite. Uh, And so, is that is that's three sanity and some number of magic points unspecified, but it's probably not a lot because he's close. Uh, correct. Uh, why don't you spend uh, three magic points? 
Okay. And also three sand? Yes. Getting a little wobbly. All right. And the glass melts. The the shards melt and reform, and and you see a view that is it's just a like a patch of gray and white. But then as you're looking at it, you can see that suddenly the camera lens is is diving in. It's zooming in to that gray and white. And as it's zooming in and the gray and white is getting larger and it seems to take on more definition, you can see it's actually like a bird's eye view, an eagle's eye view of the mountains as if the eagle is diving in. And as it's zooming in more and more and more, it zooms in and there you see a great bonfire and you can see the father ghost is is uh, doing some kind of ritual uh, dance or performance of some kind um, uh, near that fire. Do do I see this as well, or is this just from within? And anybody who wants to, you know, be behind my shoulder and look in the yeah, mirror. anybody who wants to look into that hand mirror that uh, Doctor Philip or Doctor Baxter made. Last time it was, you know, Yeti snarfing down recently killed animals and it was upsetting do i get a sense at all from my knowledge of withering that i could then use this as a medium to cast my ghastly magic upon that you're not sure although yeah you're not sure I don't the know oracle this. said that the stone was needed okay yeah yeah, I'm not. I'm just, not sure if now is the time for magical experimentation. I just, if anything, Let's just not risk float. it. All right. Okay. All right. Well, bonfire shouldn't be too hard to spot. So, are we smelling smoke from a bonfire by any chance in this fresh air? Otherwise, you don't smell anything. No, not yet. Let's get a moving. Yeah. All right. New day. The new dawn. According to the monk, this is the day. Um, and as you, as everyone can look up into the sky, um, you know, it is a, a, a heavily dense clouded sky, but you still see an area that looks even larger as if there's a, a glow of, of red and green from right behind the clouds, like as if it's right above the clouds. Um, and in fact, also, as you guys kind of look up and check the sky, everyone give me a spot hidden, please. Can I use astronomy instead? This is for something totally different. Spot hidden. Forty-seven is just a pass. Regular pass? Nope. Fail. I didn't see anything. Uh, so who was successful? Three successes. As you guys were looking up into the sky... Uh, and kind of noticing that that color change above and beyond the uh, the cloud cover um, in your peripheral vision, you saw uh, some movement, maybe some snow sliding or something like that. And so then, as you glance over at that at what was causing that movement, um, to your horror, you see these gargantuan leviathan scale spiders 
crawling along the tops of the of the jagged tips of these mountains. They're stepping from jagged mountain tip to jagged mountain tip. These gigantic oh. spiders are are covered in like a, a white fur with with gray stripings on them. Um, they have these huge black orbs uh, for their eyes and each of their long white furry legs is tipped in a long, sharp, gleaming black claw tip. Those who see these gargantuan spiders just kind of slowly and gracefully stepping from mountain tip to mountain tip, please give me a sand roll. Three is a pass. 93. 38. I still made it. Doesn't mean that I'm not. 93 out of 42. I think I failed. <laughs> I think you failed. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me find them. massive not just massive large or huge but like good god oh man hmm. okay uh so those who failed your sand rolls will lose a d10 those who fumbled will lose all 10 those who passed We'll lose a D3. Now, is 93 a fumble, or is that still... Just a failure. I lost Whew. a point. Two for me. Oh, uh, uh, uh. A nine for me. I'm freaking the... Oh, my God! Uh, give me um, an idea the th- roll. The three of us, the three of us that didn't see it at all you notice take a you notice your three companions are freaking okay, out about something sure. that they're looking up yeah. right just making sure if they're freaking out about something i'm probably gonna look up and... right yeah okay Do, i would assume now that the other three see your companions and go why are you freaking out and then look at where they're looking i mean it would just be natural right Don't someone's walking down the street looking up at the top of a building you look up and see what are they looking at on that building, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would like Saladin and Thomas and Augustine to also give me sand rolls. Cornelius, how was your idea roll? Seven out of 60. So I failed. That's awesome. I Lose your nine and you just kind of keep it together. Uh, well, I, I, I was about to bring up, but obviously Arlo now has arachnophobia from previous, but I got a 72 out of my... 26 sanity so i failed anyway so. all right so roll a d10 and if you passed only roll a d3 okay um eight nice give me an idea roll that is not the time to get an O nine. is it? it no. is not the time to get an O nine. Um, 
yeah yeah i mean this has been building this has been building um augustine is you guys see augustine is he sees the spiders that are just kind of you know mountain walking up there he sees the spiders and you can see augustine is like freaking out he, he grabs his shirt and, and rips his shirt open and off and then the tentacles kind of leap up and the, the tentacles you know multiple tentacles reach up and then they kind of plaster on his face and on his chest and then those tentacles kind of grip and, and peel away and so flesh is pulled off from his face and his chest revealing his true self underneath um and and you see this horrific uh head with you know these large black orbs for eyes and some kind of strange orifice that that doubles as a mouth and nose but this apparatus is like feathering open and as it's taking its first real deep breath and uh, a horrific cry bellows from Augustine. I need everyone to make a sand roll as you see the transformation of, of Dr. Arlo Augustine into the real. Can I, put a I bullet am in cool as a cucumber. When the world's I, about to end. Just... I got a uh, two. I got a 32. Still, I guess we've I mean, all I'm been afraid of Arlo be... for a long time. Yeah, we're kind of expecting him to be a monster. So, I guess yeah. so. So if everyone everyone who passes loses only one, anyone who fails lose a D6. Uh, good question. With my, like, I am horrified at seeing those and I'm in shock with a nine loss. Do I even know this is happening? You do not. You're, you're kind of I'm immune like, to this right now. You're, you're just, you're in stunned you're in stunned silence as you're staring at these uh, gargantuan spiders. Uh, but what about the other four of you? I didn't see the spiders. Um, well, after everyone was freaking out, you looked up, you would have seen them. Um, well, I, did, I didn't lose any. I, I lost a couple of points of sanity. That's fine. I've got my Lee Enfield uh, and I'm standing near Arlo. Can I just put it up to his head and pull the trigger? Well, I would say you do have a readied weapon. I would also argue that Arlo has a readied weapon. Um, so uh, he, is what's y'all's, weapon. <laughs> he is a readied weapon. What are y'all's dexterities? 50 plus 50 because of the gun. But they all have 60. Weapons, so. so I look fucking weird as shit because I've got giant goat fucking legs. Uh-huh. You're a goat spider. Augustine, what's your, uh, what's your dexterity? 50. Thomas, 60. 65. I'm 50 also. I'm at 50, 50, 50. And I'm frozen, horrified. You're frozen, horrified. And Saladin, you said you were 60, right? 60, yeah. All right. Ha, 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 bazinga. (laughs) Always happens that way. Um, fantastic. Um, Saladin had a ready weapon. Augustine is a ready weapon. Did anybody else have a readied weapon? Yeah. Long has a ready weapon. Thomas? 
I don't think so. I think I just had it holstered, the Mego gun. Baxter? I, I feel similarly about the Mego gun, although before uh, Arlo stopped to being Arlo, I was thinking about the Mego gun for the spiders, so I probably have it out, but I'm not. it's not pointed at him or anybody else. It's just... Okay. I will also note that the spiders are probably, you know, close to a mile right above you and they're just kind of walking from mountaintop to mountain it's like they're just they're strolling right you don't none of the spiders seem focused in the valley right they're just kind of way up there in the snow tops right they're just kind of walking around well i i my gun out and it's it's ahead of you it's behind you i mean they're they're all over um all right so um so saladin has amongst those who are uh actively engaged in this right now saladin has the best dexterity um for a ready to weapon so saladin you can go first all right um and then um i need to i need to tell augustine something here hold on just for a second i i am assuming i am no longer with my humanity. <laughs> no longer human. Yeah, you have no humanity. Um, Arlo is dead. And Cuthbert, I told you one thing, but I cannot control myself anymore. I, and I can't either. I'm frozen <laughs> and terrified. I'm not even going to know that you've left. I'll like snap. <laughs> I could murder all four other people. I, 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 think the gun, I think the gunshots are going to snap you out of it. Yeah, probably. You, you didn't. You didn't have a bout of madness. I would assume that. <laughs> no. I should probably look at my Zoom message. <laughs> well, yeah, he's sending you one. I'm. I'm in the instant before I pull the trigger. I've. I've pulled the trigger. I know what the outcome is, but I'll wait for you to read your message. The, the gunfire will snap me out of it. Your last message. Okay. <laughs> all right um salad i'm sorry for the uh, pause i need That's to send okay. a note saladin um you can uh do the voodoo that you do so well uh you're also within close uh close quarters so make your attack roll with a bonus die oh okay well i got a 20 and an 80 so i got a 20 uh out of 39 so I pass, but it's not a hard. Okay. Um, yeah, you fire and hit. So go ahead and roll your damage. What was that? Field. 2d6 plus 4. Zeno, what are you doing? 3, 4, 7, 11. 11 points. 11? Okay, yeah. hold on just for a second. Sorry, Arlo. You were a lousy. Uh, and and what weapon did you fire? <laughs> Lee Enfield. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Chow. You know. So he kind of he takes it center center mass. Um, it kicks me back too. <laughs> um. Let's um. Let's have Augustine and Long. Um. Could each of you please roll a d6? Six. One. 
Long gets to act before Augustine. All right. Firing away with the Lee Enfield. Can I get a bonus dice? Yes, you're close enough for bonus dice. Uh, 90 to a 50. I will spend the 22 points of luck. Okay. The pass. Uh, 11 as well. 11. Okay. Augustine, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. All right. Keeper's going to drop the bomb that bullets don't do anything. (laughs) I will say that I'm not that cruel. That. But... I do the, have I do time. have some level of cruelty. Um, uh, Augustine, yeah. it's your it's your turn. I don't know how I attack, but I guess I go for Zeno as he was the first one on my uh, radar. Okay, give me a um a, a you know give me a brawl roll. Okay. And Augustine, because he's making a brawl attack, you can fight dodge. back or dodge. Oh, no, nice. well, I'll try to shoot him again. Well, not shooting. So you can I'll, you can I'll club dodge. him or, or dodge. I'll dodge. Uh, can I, I scream a... with these people while this is happening? Is there another one? I'd like to scream with these people. Yeah, you can scream. Stop fighting amongst yourselves. It's down there. He's a monster. How did you do? How did you do? I got a hard. I got ten. So I I'd completely failed my dodge. Okay. It doesn't sound like you're going to try and use luck to bring that down. Uh, it's way too much. Okay. Uh, all right. So Augustine, um, you are able to successfully, you know, uh, get those tentacle teeth on him, and then they can tear. Uh, so why don't you uh, roll 2d6? Oh, my God. <laughs> Five. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. And... Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Oh, jeez. 11 points of He kills me. Uh... Uh... You're not going home now. <laughs> Take the cross. Oh, no. fuck. Um, yeah, Augustine uh, tears uh, Saladin apart. Um, Augustine. Um, like Augustine, gain one hit point. I'm no longer here. I'm sorry, Philip. I'm no longer here. So you're just going to have to kill me. We're still in round um, one. Uh, Thomas and Baxter, you guys can, you know, you can pull and fire those weapons if you want this round. You just didn't get to shoot them early because they right. weren't ready. Is it with advantage because we're so close as well? Absolutely. Okay. Kill me, please, even though I can't say this. Bingo. Oh. Well, that looks like a hit. 48. Oh. Darn it. Can I fire again? Because this is uh, the, the 1922 is a, a semi-automatic. Go right ahead. 
Zeno, you can have Oops. crane tea up in heaven with uh, Arla. Well, wherever. They don't serve that up there. Miss Wait, maybe I'm going to the other place. Roll your damage. All right, come on. Please, something big. Ooh, nine. Nine points. Nine Sorry. points. Sorry, Arlo. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, Baxter, how did you do? What are we calling the uh, Miko gun? Is it, is it is a handgun? No, it's, uh, it has special stats. And I actually remember this. Um, thank you. I, I remember, remember this, David. You have the same number of points that I have in it because I remember that ringing in my head like, oh, we have the same number of points. You have. You also have 32 points in the Miko gun like I do. Perfect. Then uh, 28 is a, is a hit. All right. Go ahead and do your damage. 1d10 is six six okay um that is you you do take all of that augustine mm-hmm. yep. that's not adjusted uh-huh. uh yeah, so man. yeah with uh you uh fire you aim it and bore a hole through uh that was that which used to be known as augustine um and uh you can see this black ichor uh just kind of oozing out everywhere and the 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 crumpled form of Augustine falls to the ground. I walk up and I put another bullet in his head. Okay. <laughs> Definitely a double tap for sure for safety. Gotta be you gotta be safe. They always come back. Arlo, do the mountain spiders seem to notice these shots? I mean, and it was noisy as hell, but the mountain spiders don't do anything. They're very far away. Very far away. And they're not converging necessarily. They're just sort of moving along. Yep. (laughs) They sometimes go behind a mountain tip and then come back around from the other side. And they're just moving around the mountaintops. I'm going to, I'm going to go. Gino, Gino, where's Gino? Pull the, the, uh, the cross. Yeah. That, that stone. Yeah, take the cross and and let's if his oh. backpack is uh yeah, Cornelius sit down here. Uh No, no, we can save we can save Zeno. Look, something's moving there in his chest. I can do this. I thought it ripped me in half. We Oh. He was oh. he was torn asunder. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Push There's, the two halves together. You, Maybe yeah. we can fix it. <laughs> There's a, there's a little I brandy still. Tape. You have a little brandy, Cornelius. Ah, a nap. And little uh, did they know Zebedee was right behind. We should have. <laughs> I mean, hindsight, we should have just let that bastard get swept off the side of the mountain and be done with it. Oh, God. Uh, so, uh, Poor Zeno. let's, let's take, um, anything useful out of Zeno's backpack. Um, uh, you're going to carry the cross long. You're yes. probably the, the healthiest of us at this point. Yeah. Is, is there any equipment that Arlo carried? Did Arlo have a pack too? Do you want to pick up Arlo's face and see if you can wear it and confuse them? <laughs> Not particularly. <laughs> I, was just about his, I was just talking about his backpack. Maybe there's something in it. My, my Lee Enfield should be there somewhere. Sure. 
my yeah. custom my custom carved Liam film. I um could I do a deadite uh, uh luck roll to see if I wrote down the gate spell to take us back home? <laughs> uh absolutely. All right. Well, I actually kind of know it. I just am terrified. You know what happens when you cast a spell. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing could possibly go wrong again. Maybe there's something in Zeno's notes that you missed. Oh, it's a, it's a T, not an it's, H. It's left. It's counterclockwise. Right. Right. Notes, Zeno. Um, actually, well, I, I'd love to bend the rules, but I, I rolled a sixty-nine, and my luck is fifty-seven right now. So I didn't write them down. Well, in all right. your in in all your delvings into the magical mysteries that actually are our reality and the sacrifice on your way to save the world. I think that uh, constitutes giving you an honorary doctorate. <laughs> you will be missed Dr. Zeno Saladin. Oh, well, wait, my brother's going to show up in about five minutes. Yeah, we're Zebedee. <laughs> <laughs> your brother and because Ze- your brother <laughs> broke out Zebedee from where he was being outcapped. <laughs> And they, they tracked us across the Himalayan waste. <laughs> we'll be here any minute All right. now. All right. I guess oh. there's no time to waste. All All right. Right. Ghost. Uh, so uh, as you guys uh, quickly gather any uh, possessions that you think you need, mourning for the loss of your companions, uh, you keep pushing on following this trail and uh, in a couple of hours, you begin to smell the smell of smoke. And as you keep pushing on the trail kind of comes up and you can see that, that there's a, a small Valley ahead of you. So you're kind of coming in uh, at a higher position. Uh, and as you get to the edge and you look into this small little circular uh, uh, valley below you, you see a large bonfire. You can see that which you've known as uh, Father Ghost uh, is is doing something uh, ritualistic down there, some kind of performance uh, to, to do something. You can see the sky is is now, the gray clouds are all red, and you're starting to see thin punches of these small, you know, relatively small, probably the size of a football, uh, 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 green rocks are punching through the clouds, you know, and, and, and it's only like, you know, one or two or three that so far, but these small green rocks are punching through the clouds and coming down and smashing not in this uh, general vicinity, but smashing in within the mountains nearby. Boom, boom. You can hear them falling. And down there in that circular valley where you can see, you know, the father ghost, you know, doing his, his ritual, you can see um, uh, one of the, the rock walls of a mountain right there near him has a, an archway. Like there's a, there's some sort of entrance or tunnel into a mountain that's right there next to him. And nearby you can see uh, people that uh, they look like they could be Sherpas of some kind or whatever, but they seem to be bound and tied up 
and 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 there's a few of these uh, Sherpas down there uh, that uh, possibly are going to be. I don't know. It seems like they might be sacrificed or something for whatever this ritual is. But that's where we're gonna. That's where we're gonna pause tonight's episode. As you come in and you're just kind of looking down into that valley, and you can see what's going on down there. Gracious. Our players included Josh Harwood, Morgan O'Wellen, Holly Buto, Stuart Lively, David Gasway, and myself with John Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments when you're reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.